Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Former President Trump has launched a new campaign. In 2016, he got a preponderance of the attention because it was, it was the carnival <laughs> anytime he had a speech. If we hope to survive in this digital age, we have to think critically about the messages we consume. Someone created those messages for a reason. Let's find out why. Sometimes we just have to ask, what the media? I'm Megan Lynch, reporter and on-air host at KMOX Radio in St. Louis. I'm joined by Julie Smith, author of the book Master the Media, How Teaching Media Literacy Can Save Our Plugged-In World. In this episode... Trump is on record as saying... Part of his strategy was to discredit the press because of its uh, fact-checking function uh, so that he could say whatever he wanted to the American public and, and not worry about being corrected on it. Donald Trump running for president in the 2024 election. How should journalists and media outlets cover his campaign? We asked John Marshall, associate professor at the Medill School of Journalism at Northwestern University. I think with Donald Trump, we have to be careful to make sure we're sticking with the facts. And as with any politician, if they say something that is incorrect, that that is immediately fact-checked and not included in the story, or if it is included in a story, to put it in the full context of what is true. Uh, Donald Trump lied repeatedly about the results of the 2020 election. Uh, So any story about him running in 2024 needs to put that in context. I think it's interesting you bring up the term lied. I have never heard journalists before in the decades that I've been doing this say that someone has lied, but yet I've heard that over and over again now, you know, for the past couple of years. I, it's it's a real shift in the verbiage that reporters and anchors are using. It absolutely is. And it really began in 2016 uh, during that election campaign uh, that some news outlets started to refer to Trump's misstatements as lies. And you're absolutely correct that previously journalists were reluctant to say that somebody was lying because lying implies that there's an intent to it, that they are purposefully doing something. And certainly every president, uh, probably almost every president uh, politician at at some time has said something that's not true, maybe by mistake, maybe because they're tired uh, or maybe on purpose. With Trump, he would say something that was not true he would be corrected on it, uh, and then he would say it again, and he would be corrected on it, and he would say it again. And, and when there's that repeated kind of pattern, I think that's when you journalists can really 
safely say that there is some intention behind the misstatement. Uh, and, and Trump is on record as saying part of his strategy was to discredit the press because of its uh, fact-checking function uh, so that he could say whatever he wanted to the American public and, and not worry about being corrected on it. Uh, so I, I think in this case with Trump and with any politician who repeatedly says something that's not true, even when the evidence has been presented to them that they are saying something that's wrong. I think in those situations, it's, it's accurate to call it a lie. Professor, we've actually spoke with some academics who suggest that it's time for journalists to leave objectivity behind and advocate for certain causes or even certain movements or politicians. How do you feel that that relates in what looks to be a Trump 2024 candidacy? Another fantastic question. We, we should keep in mind that advocating in the press has a very long tradition, uh, you know, dating back to at least the American Revolution, when newspapers and pamphlets that supported the revolution very openly advocated uh, against the British and, and for uh, the, the Declaration of Independence and, and, and the revolution. And that tradition continued with the abolitionist press uh, who opposed slavery quite openly. Uh, they didn't pretend to be neutral on slavery. Uh, it continued with the black press during the civil rights movement when they were very clear that they were against lynching and racial terror and, and that black people should have full civil rights in the United States. And there's dozens and dozens of examples of that. So there's nothing new about an advocating press. But what I think journalists should do whether they are openly advocating for a cause. And if you are advocating, you should be transparent and open about it. Or if they're really trying to follow an objective model, what we need to do as journalists is always seek the truth and report the facts and verify the information we get. And if you want to be in an advocating position uh, and push for a cause or push for a political position, you can do that, but you need to, to follow the facts where they lead you. And sometimes the facts might lead you in a direction that goes against your original hypothesis or goes against your original cause. In that case, journalists need to be honest about it and say, wait, you know, wait a second, there's more information here. Here's, here's the truth about it. But no, no matter whether you're following an objective model or that long tradition of advocacy, it's the truth that we should be interested in. Is this going to be a hard task for reporters? Because Reporters and news outlets have faced now years of criticism from the former president. It's highly likely that many of them have formed very strong opinions about him. How do they handle that? I think it's it's a more intensified version of what has already probably occurred throughout history. Reporters, journalists like anyone else have opinions about things. Uh, it's it's hard to, to say that we, we have opinions about nothing. But as part of our discipline, um, as I talked about earlier, we look for the facts, we look for context, we make sure we verify the information we have. And I think that still remains true with Donald Trump or any current politician running for office, that we may have strong opinions one way or the other. And, and, and Trump has some fans in the media as well. So whether you, you, you might vote for Trump or vote against Trump, you still need to follow the evidence for it takes you. I think we just need to do our jobs is better than ever uh, because the, the political atmosphere is so intense and so polarized and so many people are keeping an eye on what the press is doing. It just puts more responsibility on our shoulders to be better than ever. 
Professor, you mentioned the serious responsibility that the press has when it comes to covering these issues. And I, I completely agree. What scares me is that people are so likely to choose new sources that align with their previously held beliefs. How do we help people go beyond their bubbles, for lack of a better term, and really learn what might actually be happening? I think I've, I've seen that on your show, you, you've talked before about news literacy as being something that's, that's very important. And uh, I talk about that in the last chapter of my book, Clash Presidents in the Press in Times of Crisis, the importance of, of media literacy, which I think should be taught in the schools just as much as algebra or poetry is taught. I love poetry. I think algebra is important, and I think media literacy is equally as important. People should understand how the algorithms on social media work to push people into more polarized uh, extremes in terms of the content that they're consuming and that the, the algorithms push us more towards strong emotions like anger and fear than they do towards sort of reasoned and careful discussion. People should be aware of how propaganda works in some of the tools that have been employed in the past and are being deployed today. People should understand how, how advertising works and, and how it tries to manipulate our desires to go for a certain product or to go for a certain politician. People should understand how journalism itself works uh, and what the reporting process is like and that reporters just don't sit at a desk and, and try to pick things out of thin air, but the process of interviewing people, the process of research, the process of verifying information, and what good journalists do if, if they get something wrong is they correct it immediately um, as soon as they find out about it. People should learn how to recognize when someone is pushing an opinion rather than a fact-based report and the kinds of styles uh, that are used that, that rely heavily on adjectives rely heavily on emotions rather than on presenting information. So I think that should be taught in the schools, and, and I wish there were ways uh, to get that in the hands of, of every adult as well, because I think sometimes the, the younger generation is more savvy than the, the older generation is in consuming media. The former president utilized social media platforms to his advantage. Will he have the same influence in this campaign? When he said the former president... Uh, use social media and we should we should acknowledge that Barack Obama before Donald Trump used social media very effectively as well. Uh, Donald Trump relied primarily on Twitter. Um, Obama used Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Google Hangouts when Google Hangouts still existed and, and other social media. Uh, but I think uh, Trump was a, a master at using Twitter to to motivate his base particularly and and, and to get attention. Is this a catch-22 in how we will cover this presidential campaign it kind of a damned if we do damned if we don't you know which live speeches do we take which candidates do we give time to how do we handle that as as broadcast outlets and as journalism outlets well i think we should have a consistent fair standard if donald trump is getting a certain amount of airtime any other contender who's polling above a certain number should get that that same kind of airtime um, that he is. Uh, in 2016, he got a preponderance of the attention because it was, it was the carnival. <laughs> Anytime he had a speech, uh, both in, in terms of his performance and, and, and the crowd, it, it was a spectacle. 
and the media gravitated to it. It gave places like CNN high ratings, but it was not serving the public very well because other candidates were not getting the same kind of attention. Uh, so I think we really need to have a standard where all candidates uh, have an equal shot at getting their messages heard through the media. Do you have any concern that because he is in the race, it will cause us to overcompensate when it comes to our coverage? It's hard to predict that. I'm confident Donald Trump will get lots of attention that despite efforts by the media to be more balanced, uh, he has he's, he's very effective at saying things that grab attention. And my guess is he'll continue to be able to do that. I'm wondering at this point, is there anything that presidential candidates could do that they can't undo, like an unforgivable sin? <laughs> have, we, have we gotten to that point in politics? Oh, that's a really interesting okay. question. I mean, it used to be a sex scandal might might do you in. <laughs> you know, it used to be a, abuse of presidential power. Did did Richard Nixon in? But you know, Trump encouraged an insurrection, a, an attack on the U.S. Capitol, an attack on one of our branches of government, and he's still a political player after that. But I do think. His, his efforts on, on behalf of the insurrection, his connection with the insurrection, is one reason uh, that Trump-backed candidates did not do particularly well in the midterms, that it turned off enough independents and, and moderate Republicans that the Democrats were able to do better than expected. So I would think that you know, a treasonous revolt against the U.S. Capitol would be enough to completely eliminate someone from U.S. politics, but it may have been enough to at least not make uh, Trump the winner of the Republican nomination or the winner of the 2024 election. We'll obviously we'll have to see what happens. That's Professor John Marshall from Northwestern University. What the Media is produced by Odyssey St. Louis from the studios of KMOX Radio. I'm Megan Lynch with Julie Smith. Our executive producer is Beth Coglin. We invite you to visit KMOX.com for more on our Media Literacy Project. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh.
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 